0: Also, like anytime someone says, I'm gonna tell you a joke, I prepare to die inside.
1: <laughs> I prepare to be hurt to be wounded. <laughs> yeah. Rory, what's your favorite joke?
2: Uh here's my favorite joke, everybody. There once uh if you go if That's you a limerick, go down... Rory. Mm. <laughs> 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 what do you get when you cross a crocodile with uh uh blue House. Oh,
1: what? What do you get?
2: <laughs> you get a pretty, pretty mean crocodile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Long ago in a distant
1: land. <laughs> your That chicken was dry. Look
2: out, the was Bobby truck.
0: Hello and welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm Andy.
2: I'm Austin. I'm Rory. And today, uh, Rory and I
0: have gone uh, on quite an interesting adventure. We found Uh a a very Uh very fun little spaceship when Austin wasn't around. Uh We realized that it was basically the one from Inner Space and we
2: got real small and we went inside Austin to look around. This is the theme from outer space that went inside, inside Austin. (laughs) Yeah, oh, so I don't feel so good. Rory and I are
0: inside Austin just sort of trying to find out what makes him tick and and, and fart and, and, and make all those oh, good sounds.
2: I, he's the one choosing all, he's the one who called Captain right away, and I was not interested in seeing how our <laughs> how our sweetest pod pod ba, pod mate uh, makes us
1: make this fun bottom noise. Well, I mean, I thought, look, <laughs> you guys know why I fart and it's all the dairy I continue to eat. That's, that's not a mystery. It's the, it's the diet I refuse to update.
0: yeah i found that i found that in the sort of bad choice center of your brain it's just uh Mm. it's it's dead it's all dead cells in there uh the choice centers it's just it's just it's crazy in there it's like uh, it's like the wild west um that sounds
1: bad i guess
0: yeah it's pretty bad Uh, What's worse is the, like, extra liver I found that you've sort of evolved for yourself that's only designed to process fancy beverages.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I see what's happening here. This is an elaborate ruse to hurt me. (laughs) This theme is nothing but a
0: farce. (laughs) No, it's it's just it's very it's I don't know it's just really interesting to see you know how a friend's insides uh, work and and uh, to just sort of live here uh, rent free. Uh, but for for the moment, I think the more salient point is that Rory and I uh, dove into your brain and we found the exact spot that loves Samurai Jack and uh, yeah. sort of at all times has like a, a little TV show just like playing episodes over and over again. Uh, even when you're trying to think about other things. It's it's like a little, it's like a clockwork orange set of set, set up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you've brought us a couple more episodes today. What do you got for us?
1: So uh, I brought you two episodes of the show today. Uh, they are some of my favorite episodes of Samurai Jack. Uh, they are Samurai Jack season two, episode one, Jack learns to jump good. <laughs> and Samurai Jack season two, episode 12, Jack and the Spartans. And so, which sounds like a, it sounds
2: like a CBS sitcom
1: <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Well, and if you <laughs> Jack sound and the re- Spartans,
0: <laughs> if you say it really fast, it's like Jack and the Spartans, Uh-oh. you know. Which the Spartans were Andy's probably doing. wandered into the
2: dirty part of Austin's brain, and it's making him yeah, say- tonight we <laughs> dine in hell. It's making him say gross stuff. He's saying all of Austin's intrusive thoughts. <laughs> well, you guys better be, be thankful for my restraint, because I found a lot of levers in here that would
0: make Austin do some very upsetting <laughs> things, and I'm really just choosing not to pull them. Though they look very fun. Um, oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> this baby can do a whole lot of stuff. Um <laughs> So uh, we, we watched the first three episodes last week of yeah. Sam Jack in season one. And so now we are cruising on over to season two, uh, where I would say the show is starting to make more of a turning point um, in yeah. the quality of the programming and sort of uh, kind of dialing in what they want this show to be. And so I, I thought these episodes were really important for the show and also just really enjoyable, it, at least to me. So, yeah, I uh, I
0: guess uh, big picture, I noticed right away that in the two that we watched today, the the complaint I had last week of being like distracted by the Powerpuff Girlsiness of the art uh, is mostly gone. I feel like they've really dialed in what their art is and why it's unique and sort of leaned into mm-hmm.
2: it. Yeah, well, no, it, it's totally true, and that and that was I uh, you know, and my my uh, sort of big big dig on on it from last week is sort of is similar and a sort of similar retraction where. It was it was clear that the show has a certain cinematic eye, but it wasn't really being pointed at anything interesting in the first season. It was like, mm-hmm. let's do what let's see what happens when you point like when you take a good director and they just have to film a show that like they had no sort of artistic control over what was happening in the mm-hmm. space. Yeah, and right. and this one has a lot of just great framing, a lot of really cool camera choices.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. and
2: I'm there for it.
1: Yeah. Well, so uh, then I think what we should do is just jump right in. I pulled the lever that makes you fart. No! <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no! Now <laughs> the fool seeks to return to the past and undo the future that is our cool. back to the past and
1: all right, <laughs> back to the past and all right. My- Oh, boy, they're just wreaking havoc down there, along with uh, my good friend, Osmosis Jones. Uh, they're just te- they've teamed up now. Rory and Andy have teamed up with my friend, Osmosis Jones, and they're going to stop the virus in my body, uh, which is it's not the bad one, not the new bad, the bad virus, but some <laughs> other funky virus I picked up from eating a mo- eating a, an egg that got touched by a monkey, um, like in the movie Osmosis Jones. Uh, when yeah, Bill Murray totally. eats, eats a mayonnaise egg, that a monkey started eating. Um, <laughs> that is true. That is actually that is what happens. That happens. That's a real thing that happens in the movie. Um,
0: well, I'm just like I- I'm caressing I'm caressing the muscles on on Niles Fraser. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm he's I'm there touching- too. I'm touching the good cold medicine man and all the right places, and we're having sort of a, a little show of our own down here on the side. I gotta say,
2: w- when Andy pitched the idea of going inside Austin, I didn't know this was gonna be this like whole thing he'd already orchestrated. That he's just here to touch muscles and touch with a part that makes him fart. And I'm, I'm feeling very, I'm feeling very. As this, Rory, you're, you're coming down as a scientist, I'm a, right? I'm a captive audience on this in this horrible
1: experience. I'm just here for the science. Look,
2: <laughs> you know, I'm down um, here for
0: for David Hyde Pierce. Thank you very much. Please, thank you. You're welcome.
1: Okay. Well, while while Andy does <laughs> that, and found the poster of David Hyde Pierce and Austin's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just so similar. He he likes fancy <laughs> drinks too.
0: He got that extra liver like me.
1: I think we'll also, if we flash back about 100 episodes to when we decided which Frasier character we were, and mm-hmm. with Allison as a guest, I think we decided that I was Niles Frasier. You're 100% so. the Niles.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no real question.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to know that's canon. That's says SMT canon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which we are almost at 150 episodes, by the way. That's true. Holy Moses. Holy guacamoses. Um, Let's celebrate by giving the synopsis for episode, uh, for this episode. Season 2, episode 1. Jack uh, before, learns to wait, jump wait, wait. good. Uh, are we just going to blow over
2: Holy guacamole <laughs> I didn't really hear it. <laughs> well,
1: you know. <laughs> That's Rory. a good. That's a good line, Rory. Let's laugh about it, and then I'll let's say laugh the about it. Mo-
2: Remember when he parted the sea? But he, it's like this time. He, this time. He, this he time, time it's guacamole. guacamole the, the green sea. <laughs> and he brought down ten. You know, 10, ten thick chips from the mountain.
1: <laughs> this, this Pharaoh's plague was too many chips.
2: Oh no <laughs> wow. Okay, please tell oh, us the synopsis. Okay.
1: Synopsis is of Samurai Jack Season 2, Episode 1, Jack Learns to Jump Good is after his lack of jumping skills cause him to lose a chance to return home, Jack helps a peaceful tribe of ape-like creatures and their human leader defend themselves against the attacks of a larger rival tribe in return for lessons on how to jump good. Okay, yeah. you guys. This is maybe pound for pound my favorite episode of Samurai Jack.
2: I believe it. It's a, right. It's, it's a, a good I'm one. I'm so glad.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just a fun episode. It's got a lot going on, and yet not a lot going on. It's it's just that like perfect balance of humor and good direction, good like visual gags, and a really solid through line. That just kind of yeah. carries you from start to finish and just
2: feels good. I feel like they really figured out what to do with silence. Mm. In a way, the season one was, I think, visually literate, but had the tendency... Oh, I say season one like I saw it. The episodes we watched had the <laughs> tendency to slip into nonsense um, and just uh-huh. kind of run run through plot beats. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and and something that I like... I, I, I It's not a huge twist or anything in this episode, but... For me, having never seen this one before, uh, I had kind of like one of those realization moments about halfway to two thirds of the way through where, yes, the the synopsis makes it sound very obvious that Jack's lack of jumping skills is the problem at the beginning of the episode. But one of the first the first thing that we see is him sort of like we join him in the middle of a battle with all these beetle robots from like we like we saw last week. Mm-hmm. And he's like fighting to get to this time portal. And as he gets to it, Aku picks it up and sort of plays keep away with it, like he can't get there. Your efforts are in vain, Samurai. This gateway into the past is forever. Uh
2: Beyond your reach!
1: Uh
2: To me the biggest laugh of that moment was just the idea that you could just pick up a portal. Pick up like the you portal.
1: Just... <laughs> yeah. 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 Aku generates portals, I believe, kind of just to neg jack. Like, <laughs> it's sort of his thing. That's his kink. Yeah. But
0: I guess I guess what's great about it is that You know, we see him fail, right? And then later, you know, he's, like, sulking and whatever. He's eating alone in the jungle. And that's when we meet all these monkey people. And we kind of forget about it for a little bit, about this beginning. And then after a while of sort of me realizing, like, oh, yeah, we're going to teach Jack how to jump. That's fine. That's going to be a really fun thing. Like, somewhere in the middle, I put those two things together in the back of my head, like – Oh shit! Because now when he jumps, good, he's gonna surprise the fuck out of Aku when he plays <laughs> keep away again. And and the fact that at the end of this episode we got to do that again, and he's oh. like, oh my god!
1: <laughs> oh, it's, it was such it's a good choicest Ending. It's it's one of the best endings of a cartoon I've ever seen. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, uh,
0: I don't know. We'll get there. We'll we'll talk about. Yeah, it again. we'll, we'll I just, get there. I just wanted we'll to. It I want to say that. But, the, yeah. That was absolutely my favorite part of this episode uh-huh. was the sort of like slow realize of what the episode was actually doing while we had this uh-huh. monkey monkey shine yeah um, the
1: framing the framing pays off in dividends absolutely. yeah it was yeah,
0: it was very nice uh big picture, the other thing that I thought about while watching this episode is that it it really does bring into stark relief the sort of tool set that they have in showing damage done to enemies when they're for sure just flesh and blood gorillas as opposed to mm-hmm. robots well because... it reminded
2: me actually a lot of um, uh, Tarantino uh, of a really competent understanding of the different kind of violence you're portraying and, and this yeah. one is is not this one is, is is silly it's for fun it is not it's not brutal carnage mm-hmm. of, of Aku's demon robots <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: you know, because we see their insides all the time, like literally all the time. We're seeing cross sections of evil robots because of the katana, his mm-hmm. magical katana. But in this one, we just see so many apes crushed by giant rocks and they get cartoony flat and float around <laughs> like pieces of paper. So yeah. like, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of funny. I, uh, you know, I notice it for sure, but I don't know how much a kid would really really be noticing it right
2: i mean I, I they may not be thinking like you know you not these gorillas you know, bleeding. uh but it's it's it is it is really obviously a different kind of violence
1: yeah mm-hmm. he can't use his sword for sure
2: yeah yeah he's just kind of thumping him <laughs> with a bamboo stick uh although at the end they kind of get their shit rocked with that giant oh, yeah. log
1: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so this is kind of I I guess for when we when I started watching this episode, I was like, "Really, Austin? You picked another one of these train the villagers to fight episodes." But yeah, it was kind of nice to see a season later how they handle the similar trope, and it's much better. Yeah, Um, it is. uh, It's it's so much better uh, because so much less time is wasted. The
2: wandering cow, the wandering samurai, the wandering desperado, the wandering gunslinger is a. it's a tried and true sort of format, but there really aren't that many iterate. Like, he's going to, mm-hmm. like, he's, you know, at some point going to walk up to a group and help them. And yeah. are we calling, you know, and is is that, is that, you know, are we calling that the seven samurai every time he <laughs> helps people? I, I mean, not necessarily, but I, I feel like, I feel like to, per, per, to, to.
0: Teach a village who is normally peaceful to use weapons to fight against invaders that regularly screw with them. You're not you know? wrong. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, that's but a there's...
0: that's a specific iteration of a very obviously repetitive and generalized trope, right? I mean, like now, the second episode, episode fair, we watched is very similar too, right?
1: To be fair, this ep- this episode was made in 2002, and it's I before would say all of
0: Kurosawa's films, so they did it first.
1: No, no, <laughs> asshole. Uh, no, but. It's just I, I, I feel like cartoons didn't start picking up picking up that specific trope until kind of after you know it, it felt like that wasn't as much of the well that gets drawn from now. I feel like we've all seen cartoons sure. kind of since this point, and so it wasn't as much. I feel like a a, a Sunday a Saturday morning cartoon doing Kurosawa was
2: mm-hmm. still
1: a fresh a fresh concept. Yeah, well, Samurai
2: um, Seven such a such a strong and clear arc the way star wars you know did certainly didn't invent you know the hero's journey it's just a kind of really <laughs> it's a very it's a clear example it's clear yeah. it, it, it it is you can describe every single part of it through a star wars analogy and you can do and you can do every single beat of seven samurai in a lot of different ways it's a versatile but you know robust yeah uh, set of tools
1: well, and what's nice about this episode is that the whole point of it is not to do Seven Samurai. It is a yep. a side plot. It's sort of the first step in order to get to the better stuff. Mm-hmm. So, because Jack obviously wants to jump good, but we got to talk about the Monkey Man, um, <laughs> yeah, the sort of uh, maybe a distant cousin of Rory uh, who helps <laughs> out. <laughs> Who who helps out Jack? uh, Big, big red hair. Um, just a delightful, just a delightful boy who and and jumps just
2: like Rory does.
1: And jumps just like Rory does.
0: (laughs) Those powerful Uh, legs. uh, They
2: were before 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 the Lord (laughs) Jesus took
1: my legs away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Took uh, my hops
1: away. (laughs) <laughs> so this is like a raised by wolves kind of scenario where Well, it's a Tarzan uh,
0: scenario. We
1: yes, but he was he was a he was a uh, a, a child slave. Um, yeah. working this like, you know, Avatar blue people movie uh Avatar uh mm-hmm. log cutting machine uh in the forest and then the the child slave escapes and then, you know, kind of goes off with with a monkey tribe and and learns their jumping ways.
0: And they're all and like white and blue, so they kind of feel a lot more like little yetis, mm-hmm. like
1: little yetis. There's an Ewok. There's an Ewok.
0: My favorite. My favorite. Too. My favorite rapper, Lil Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Little Yeti. Little <laughs> Yeti. Uh,
1: I love these these little monkeys though. Um, yeah. Because the Monkey Man can talk because he's human, but these little monkeys can't talk. They have a really nice uh, level of emotion to them that isn't. Um, nobody has like DreamWorks face. You know, nobody no, you know, none of these monkeys are like fully sentient. Like they, they seem smart and capable, but they don't most of the time they're just like wide eyed, unblinking, just kinda like spacing out <laughs> in the in yeah. the distance.
0: Like kind of with these like, like adorable little smiles.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really it's yeah, they're super cute. And I really like that because it does show a distinction between this monkey man and the monkeys. Like they're not just identical. Mm-hmm. Um But he, you know, they all jump super good. Jack wants to learn how.
0: And And, okay, we need to clarify that jump super good means like 300 feet in the air.
1: Yeah, they're very good.
0: Like really
2: good. (laughs) They jump
1: very high. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, the there's a line that's important to bring it up because it comes back later. But Jack asks, I have never seen men fly. I don't know, fly. Jump good. Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) you know, he's got to learn how. And they do a trade because these nasty pink gorillas show up when they're eating fruit and yeah. come and steal the fruit and run back into their, you know, this tribe runs back off into the woods. And so Jack,
0: Jack's like, why do you not defend what is yours? And he says, we peaceful like flower.
2: <laughs> it is funny. It's very cute. There is a sort of, I don't know, childish logic. The, the, the episode starts with with uh, the monkey man uh, stealing Jack's food. He mm-hmm. catches them, and they're like, no, we only stole your food because somebody else steals our food. And he's like, oh, well, then
1: that's cool. They're the <laughs> be- These are like, clearly the real <laughs> I won't go another layer down. <laughs> yeah. Here's good. Here's good. I know. Yeah, you have to expect him to go back to the pink gorilla's place and be like, oh, shit. we're hungry. So hungry.
0: <laughs> it's a cycle of, of a, a cruel world. But no, no. I What I love that that it's kind of the double-edged sword of this show, I guess. Uh, if I was to to sort of point to one thing that makes it, like, tough for me to love all the time is that by nature of not wanting to have very much dialogue and trying to tell visual storytelling, none of the characters we ever meet are particularly nuanced. And right. there, there can't be that much hemming and hawing about motivations. And so, like when jack is like well i'll teach you how to fucking fight if you teach me how to jump they're not like they don't have that story beat you'd normally expect of like oh but we're peaceful people that's against our ways they're like yeah teach us how to fucking fight we just don't know you know uh, there <laughs> it's is like, a great beat though it's
1: quick. there is a beat that happens where they make the agreement and i got a clip drop this but uh, uh the monkey man says they agree we'll learn to protect and defend and they will show me to jump good no I mean yes. <laughs> yeah, that cuts to a commercial, um, but it's just it's it's everything's building up to just this like fun moment. They're all inspiring each other, and they're going to learn. And then he's like, "Oh no, wait, no, I mean yes." <laughs> and it, it's just it's silly, and it doesn't really mean anything. But it's it's just a, a perfectly timed curveball yeah. joke. Yeah, it's great. If you wanted to get
2: a little English majory, Austin, about the the joke that no, I mean yes. Uh, it is sort of fulfills that. Um, it fulfills that mythic part where you have to refuse the quest <laughs> just <laughs> <And> really fast, <laughs> really quickly. Oh, no, I, I mean, yes, yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, we have a 20 minute runtime, yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> Uh, and, and I mean the, him training the monkeys goes about like you would expect he shows them how to make traps It's very similar to the situation with the dogs from last time Except he's actually teaching them to do it themselves instead of doing everything himself um, But what I what I thought was really fun was the montage that we do afterwards where they teach him how to jump because they do yes. The anime <laughs> weights on his limbs. Yes
2: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they, they do. pretty Blonde. much just teach it. They pretty much just get him used to higher gravity That's kind of like not yeah. a lot of nuance yeah. to their secret jumping technique <laughs>
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. But the yeah. music is swelling and like it's a really nice montage full of these fun little visual gags. Mm-hmm. Um and it shows great progression of of Jack working with this giant boulder on his back and boulders on his arms and legs.
0: Yeah, he's like Atlas. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, after all the after all the montages, we have another I mean it's this show is basically all montages depending on how you want to define it, but we get another we get to watch Jack sort of leaves having become a master jumpman. And he's leaving, and as after he is like just after he's gone, the evil monkeys show up again, and Jack kind of watches from afar. Like, did they learn what I taught them? And we get to see the good monkeys triumph against the evil monkeys, and it's pretty it's fun. Involved, yeah.
2: Something <laughs> the show has done a very good job with in both these episodes. Now, while I, I may agree with Andy that that the um, the side characters are, are are perhaps not you know super deep character studies um they do achieve the show is, has a has a willingness to allow them to be protagonists in their story jack doesn't do literally for everybody all the time mm-hmm. yeah right. uh which is great it, it's a great way to have these stories not get repetitive where we just kind of go through the beats jack does a little helping jack does a little fighting jack moves on it's like yeah. it, whatever's going on with for them they're going to be a part of that narrative and it's cool um yeah because a part of me wanted to see Jack kind of in action doing his new jumps. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, you would, you could argue it would undercut that the moment at the end. But in the moment, you don't know that's coming specifically. So you're kind of like, well, I wanted to watch him do jumps good. I wanted to see him jump right.
1: good.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: But yeah. it pays off. It all pays off. Yeah.
0: I should also note that over the course of this monkey fight, the number of evil monkeys that just get chucked into the sun is pretty high. (laughs) They are, they are flung straight up team rocket style a lot.
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, and, and before the big, the big final launch where they kind of get like slingshotted, uh, Mm -hmm. out of the, out of this part of the forest. Um, the monkey man has this really great series of lines where they're all tied up and like the, the slingshot vine slingshot is kind of at full tension. And he's oh, like, Oh yeah.
2: Hungry? Here food. Still hungry? Here more. Take
0: it.
1: Never come again. And he's shoving fruit into their mouths <laughs> kind of very violently. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. There's a
0: lot pent up here.
1: I mean, it's, it's good. Cause it reminds you that he's, you know, that this sucked for them. You know, it's like yeah. a reminder. <laughs> it's this kind of emotional, uh, you know, bit of bit of stakes that they kind of bring back to, you know, to give us this kind of emotional catharsis. If if anything, if to remind the audience that like, hey, you know, we're going to do a lot of mean stuff to gorillas here. But uh, <laughs> remember that they did cause a lot of hurt to these the cuter ones. So the cuter you
0: know. ones are the ones we like. <laughs> But yeah, then then we get to the, the the very The final sort of bookend with Aku um, Somehow, it's almost like a It's a weird repeat Like Aku just sort of stages the exact same Fight with the portal out in the exact same op- Open area uh, And he fights a bunch more beetles and Aku shows up again Like, you stupid bitch, you're doing this again? And we have to The line is so incredible Yeah,
1: It's so good Samurai fool
0: Your efforts are in vain again this gateway to the
1: past is once more beyond your dream. You can fly? No. Jump good.
0: Yeah, it's like this this amazing like freeze frame of him like pulling out the sword and Aku just being like, oh fuck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like that could have been a series finale if they let it. Yeah. I mean, the, if anything, it's like and it's it's a little frustrating if if you're a younger kid who like keeps wanting Jack to actually get to go home and feel, look at right. look at that ending and be like he did he just do it like is that it I mean he yeah he won I mean he 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 got it basically right like, <laughs> and he just went to credits and now he's wandering again for the next episode it's like what he he did it he
0: fucking yeah. did it <laughs> yeah we never get to see the the part where Aku steals the portal again and and right. dicks off into
1: mm-hmm. you know. But that's, we, you know, what makes the episode so much stronger It's just that, like, yeah. just hype, absolute hype ending.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it surprised me. I mean, I wasn't watching the runtime or anything. I knew we must be near the end. But, like, when it just went straight to credits, I was like, oh, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Because yeah, really that's fun. my favorite episode. I think it it's just a- really hits the balance right
0: well, and I think that I could easily show this to somebody as like the first episode they saw of Samurai Jack in mm-hmm. a way that like it might get them more into the show than watching that first three parter. Right. Uh, Cause I feel like I mean, we already discussed it last week, right? Like there were problems with it and it kind of like pacing was all crazy off and blah, 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 blah. And so like this one to just sort of show this incredibly tight twenty-two minutes of Jack is like Yeah. yeah. I would I would easily say this. Well, is the and perfect it, it first
2: falls one. It falls into the classic problem we've pointed out before that's like, it's establishing uh, rules to a world that didn't need them. If you're expecting Mm -hmm. me to need a logical backstory to a wandering samurai in a magical robot world, you're wrong. (laughs) Right. Yeah. There's a samurai in a robot world. Go.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Portal, he wants to go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. (laughs) Stakes are clear.
2: Totally.
1: Ah, let's go to a sponsor. Okay. Okay. Hey, Rory. What's up? Hey, can you tell me about our brand new sponsor today? Yeah. Uh, can you tell us about our new sponsor, a hot crayon drawing of Yogi Bear? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so a hot crayon drawing of Yogi Bear uh i found
2: on the sidewalk and uh you know i felt like hey you know you know what's worth at least seven dollars uh yogi (laughs) yogi on a yogi on a pole doing doing what i can only describe as uh you know some kind of salamander (laughs) maneuver And, uh, you know, that's, that's the asking price is $7 Yogi Bear the that's drawn, it's drawn in like, uh, like a nice crayon, like a tasteful, like a
1: Prismacolor, right? Like yeah. a rose art,
2: like a kid, like a kid who's going somewhere, like a kid whose art career is about to really take off. It's not signed. I, but I, I couldn't, you know, sell it, sell it, you know, on, on my own. Sure, as my sure. own.
1: No, that's, you're doing the right thing.
2: Yeah. But I figure, you know. I could at least get seven quick dollars out of this amazing <laughs> amazingly attractive bear. Uh, yeah. Splayed Akimbo for all to see. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, I can't even see it right now. I'm just sort of taking your word for it. And I'm I'm getting he's a splayed. up.
1: He's he's he's, splayed. Com- he's, he's competently he, splayed. He texted it to me and uh, oh, yeah? so I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing. Is he working that poll? Yeah, we're uh, So I'm just a little interested about how the the penis is drawn. Oh,
2: sure. Uh it's it's I would call it massive. Um mm, I don't think yeah. I don't think that you know what one might say that's an artist's interpretation, but I think Yogi Bear is confidently strutting around in a way that one can infer. Yeah. Um, that a Rockin' Hog is is down in <laughs> down <laughs> Down in his, down in his shorts.
1: Yeah, underneath the picnic basket.
2: Right, he's got like a, he's got one of, he's got one of those battle-ready warthogs like from Princess Mononoke
1: down there. (laughs) And he's ready to save the forest. He's also like Princess Mononoke. (laughs) Damn, all of that for seven dollars. That's pretty incredible.
2: Yeah, I'm calling it a steal. I'm calling it yeah. I'm calling it a genuine find. This is you know, at some point we're gonna find out this is like some child Banksy and you're gonna be able to <laughs> identify his work through the you know, through the incredible dicks and and magnificent, you know.
1: The artist signature.
2: <laughs> the artist's signature, the the hog, the hog of you know, the unmistakable hog of a man with taste. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it's sort of like the unbearable lightness of being sort of unmistakable <laughs> hog of a man with taste
1: that back to the
2: well everybody here we are here we are at the pancreas if you <laughs> and uh oh good uh, the silliest of I... organs. No, it is not the silliest organ. organs. the funny bone. is the silliest organ. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's right.
0: it's true. He's got me
2: there. We're at the pancreas, but uh, it has not. It has not stopped Captain Andy in his in his complete, uh, you know, <laughs> conquest of my insides. <laughs> to start doing his tight five and poking at the pancreas, uh, and again, I am here just really begrudgingly going through the motions. <laughs> of
0: this high concept adventure, you didn't sign uh, on this to high,
2: this high concept adventure where I just feel deeply, uh, you know, beyond beyond what has been consented. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy, I feel and so I hungry ch- to have this big bowl of chili and sour cream. <laughs> Ooh, oh, no, oh that's gonna! Oh, I ate it too oh, fast.
2: Uh oh, that's <laughs> gonna that's gonna make the pancreas mad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, know, I think that's right. I don't know how bodies yeah. really work the pancreas is a monster that doesn't like it when you eat hot food.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rory would rather it be the spankreas. Because <laughs> he's touching, he's spanking. He's spanking. <laughs> 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 Ooh, Tell us about Samurai Jack, Rory, please. Ooh,
2: we watched Samurai Jack Season 2, Episode 12, Jack and the Spartans. While ascending a mountain, Jack encounters a hidden society of warriors who have fought for nearly five hundred year war against an army of robots and offers to help them put an end to it.
1: Boom. Okay. sweet and sour sauce. That one. So, uh, a little background for this episode. Um, this episode won uh, the show its first Emmy. Really, and this one, this one yeah, this was this was their first Emmy winning episode. Um, huh. And, uh, it was also kind of a turning point in the show's production, uh, because this was, so I actually, I listened to just today. I have the DVDs for this show and I have, mm-hmm. um, uh, there is a audio commentary track for this episode. So I listened to it in preparation for the episode and, uh, found out some sort of fun tips, but, uh, very <laughs> clearly it was, Teach us it the was, tips. It, very clearly, this was inspired by the Frank Miller's 300. Yes. Um, noting that this was five or so years before, before the, movie. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Before the movie came out. So it wasn't quite as an obvious homage mm-hmm. uh, because it was a little more of a, a niche comic, I mm-hmm. think, at the time. And so, you know, this was sort of artists being impressed with art styles and kind of wanting to to pay tribute to that. Obviously, right. after the movie, it's hard to. You know, it feels blatant. But that and the uh, the score for Gladiator, they were also really inspired by Gladiator. Sure. Um, okay. And yeah. so uh, they they really pulled from those aspects and they wanted to do. And Gladiator a- was 2000? 2000, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, and so they, they really wanted to do something cinematic and feeling epic, like an epic historical narrative. And this is their first widescreen episode.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of. I had to remind myself that um, at the time, TV was made uh, for a square for a square shape. So they go what what appears to be kind of super widescreen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because today today TV formatting is is more in line with the cinematic one. So the bars are mm-hmm. pretty sm- like if you watch a movie on a TV, you, the widescreen bars are re- relatively small. Um, yeah. But if but you watch them on an three. old box T, te- yeah, if you watch them on an old four by three, they pretty much take up about a third, almost a half of the screen. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. yeah,
0: those are some aggressive black mats. And, uh, <laughs> well, and it's
1: it's funny too because with animation, that's kind of cheating uh, to do less animation mm-hmm. on the screen. There's less to <laughs> fill the screen with, and it looks cooler.
2: It so, does. <laughs> uh,
1: so they kind of were able to pull that off. And this was uh the way creator Gendy Tartakovsky. Talks about episodes. There are A episodes, B episodes, and C episodes. And A episodes get all of your attention and resources, and are almost always good. And B episodes are sort of maybe salvageable, and C episodes just don't really get the attention. Mm-hmm. And this was this was an A episode for them. What? Oh, you mean S- like they raised them to decide what kind as, of resources yeah, to commit, commit to that? As far their them? attention, as far as sort of where they want to kind of pull out all the stops, and and uh-huh. uh huh. So this was a a lot of effort for animators and for like uh color palettes and shading and like showing different um like lighting lighting yeah, is, yeah. is uh not a, a luxury that most animation in television can afford it's That's art like it's art from thing. start to finish yeah. yeah
0: and i again my only real complaint about this episode is that i wish it was more interesting uh mm-hmm. i mean like I'll tell you here's the example, and i'll i'll get I'll get into the the plot of the episode for a little bit to explain it so there are there are these Spartans that are fighting an endless war against these robot minotaurs, and uh it's been happening for like multiple generations and we have we event, you know Jack gets in the middle of it and they take him to meet their king and he's like the fifth king that's been fighting the same war, and when he shows up, it's like absurdly intense like when they like walking back to their camp they they've been walking past these demoralized and injured soldiers and jack is like oh damn yikes and they walk past them and then as soon as the king shows up they all like wake up like oh yes our fucking king (laughs) yeah and yeah I will tell you that I felt like that was going to set up a moment where I found out the royalty was in on it and doing the war for nefarious reasons and keeping it going mm. with the robots. I thought that by the by them so overblown showing us how much they love their king and how much they implicitly trust him and how little we know about the king I and how the king wanted to just take 50 dudes with Jack through this secret entrance Jack found. I thought he was going to turn on him so hard. Interesting. Interesting. I felt that
2: so much. No, they wind up being they wind up being bros, but yeah. but yeah, and I don't know whether I hate it. No, interesting. I I I I don't I don't begrudge you for having that for having that thought, but I, I mean I don't I don't think that's the
1: story that was being told, um, right? And I so they actually uh, mention that in the commentary. They actually talk about that moment, uh, but in that moment, they were flexing on how much they could show without words. They were saying. Oh other right. other shows can say oh here comes the king. No, we can show with our visuals, we can just show the honor. We can show like how much they appreciate it. Which the they
2: king. they get a little too masturbatory. Here it's, uh-huh. it, yeah. it it pays off yeah. a little bit uh in the in the montage that where they are uh on the march to the um you know the enemy fortress. Uh mm-hmm. the king is basically teleporting to different like he's just it just doesn't make any sense. He's completely being rearranged constantly for the sake of neat framing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes he's leading them and sometimes and then he like warps and he's in the back on yeah. some sort of bluff, you know, some sort of cinema some sort of artistic bluff. Yeah, it's a yeah.
1: visuals it's a visuals first episode, for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I mean,
0: I'm not saying that my my mistaken feelings were a reason that i didn't like it it's just like i feel like there are just easy little extra places they could go with this show that would make each encounter feel more interesting and not just like well jack's gonna show up and meet incredibly well-intentioned strangers with incredibly obviously evil villains and we're just gonna fight them until jack leaves right like well but here's the little nuance there
2: uh, there was, to me, there was some nuance because the the uh, the robots are not specifically evil. We they're not de- they're not, as far as we know, servants of Aku, Although I'm sure he sort of had a hand in the. In the but the, there's this sort of just a machine doing what the machine was designed to do, mm-hmm. and it, it really has no malice. It in 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 the in the machine having no malice, the point is stronger about this sort of anti. I don't know that the show is anti technology, but it certainly. The evil of the, the banal evil of robots Mm -hmm. without any, without a cause.
1: Yeah. Um, the whole sort of concept when they created this episode for the show was taking the idea of the 300 and the story of how the 300 Spartans happened, but imagining, well, what if they had Jack there? And so the 300 plus one, you know, (laughs) like what, what would it be like if they had Jack to help them fight? And then they could kind of turn the tables on the fight and sort of take the battle to them and maybe end the war. And sometimes I I think that's cool. And I think it it adds to the show and makes it not just like that one last week where he just fights beetle drones for an hour. You know, Um, (laughs) I think it adds some some dynamics to it and and changes the structure of how the episode works um, to their benefit. Um, although at times it doesn't quite make sense because they also in the commentary talk about how in the original story of the of the Spartans that a they are sold out by one of the Spartans who who guides the Persians through the hot gates, like through the Totally. Through yep. this pass that to sneak up on them. And, and they thought, well, let's just flip that. Because they have Jack, Jack will show them a pass through the mountains to get, you know, to get further out. But what doesn't make sense is because this is the Spartans ancestral homelands. They've been here for a thousand (laughs) years or whatever. And for Jack to be like, hey, I found a a pass like down the street. And they're like, what? (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) How? (laughs) It's like, you guys, you live here. Like, you've sent scouts out. Like. How does Jack know about this? (laughs) And you're just finding it doesn't really make sense the other way around. If the Persians didn't know. It
2: doesn't, it doesn't, because he did wander in. It does you, you, they didn't really explain how they didn't know about it. You're not wrong. But like he did just, he was just kind of climbing some mountains and, and then, you know, by happenstance got
1: here. Yeah. Mm. It it just, you know, they were doing it again, just kind of like, oh, wouldn't that be cool? And, and it doesn't quite make sense, but. You know, it it, it it leads it ends for for a cool like final act of the episode. That yeah, it's just it's really the cool. There's shit. sort
2: of Jonah and the whale moment where him and the king are inside this you know great monolith is quite awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're just kind of running around. There's no music, no real sound. There's like some clinking, some some sort of ominous clinking and clanging, but nothing, yeah. nothing major.
1: And and as I was saying before, uh, the 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 comments from the directors uh, about how how lighting is a luxury for television and the color palettes that all these characters got to have. They were talking about just like how many, how much they flexed on color palettes and like everybody looks different in the morning light and the Mm -hmm. light of being in the shadows of the monolith when they're taking these shields, you know, they're like grouped up and it's like, that's another color palette. Now they're in the blue factory. That's another color palette. They're in this like yellow glow in the Sanctum Uh monster. That's another color palette. And it's like, most of the time, television animation they are flat the same colors it is not it does not you know if you're making a movie you can do shadows and lighting but like but even that i mean
2: that was the that was the kind of big the sort of big flex in akira not to not to bring a oh about akira but that was definitely when when people were like oh okay so this is like real this is like art Mm -hmm. i mean animation and animation (laughs) and animation lighting and yeah exactly yeah. I don't know,
0: I, I there's a ton to love about this episode. It's it's incredibly exciting the nonsense. There was only one moment which is like right as they're uh it was that part where they were all going through the canyon again and heading towards the the robot factory like mm-hmm. that section was where it kind of lost my interest of like nothing's happening it's just kind of like you know standard sort of fighting stuff especially when they fight some robots right outside the factory it's like just get in the factory already like
2: i don't know right. it's, it's earned in a way that a lot of the episodes don't bother earning it it's just like jack fights robots mm-hmm. so here we go yep, yep. um no yeah. totally
0: i mean that was the one moment like the rest of it there's no way i could describe this episode as nonsense it, there was some really
2: cool interesting no, visual things going it's on it's pretty visually dense for a 12 minute episode it, it it feels it feels like you know 30 minutes of content
1: Mm-hmm. And and again, it's basically the Hans Zimmer score for Gladiator, and so it sounds great <laughs> too. Like it's it's got the sort of uh, those interesting choral vocals. Uh, like. So. The ending is cool, too. So they they, yeah. they find this this beast and it's not really the coolest part of the episode. This sort of uh, Medusa like central evil robot that they got to fight the two. It's the a Jack it's and a King. frowny
0: emoji with legs. It's not very uh-huh. cool looking.
1: No, no. But that's not the point of the episode. You know, I mean, they, it is they formidable. fight it. The, no. Yeah. 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 They fight it. They deal with it. Um the king gets Jack's sword in kind of a cool sequence. He throws it through and the, that was the monster. Part. Yeah,
0: no, it's the coolest part is them switching because because the king's sword shatters and Jack is like, "Okay, you got to get some of this," and he's he like. Chucks his katana and the and he ca- he catches it and the king throws his shield and now Jack has two shields. It's like yeah. it's like Jack recognized that the king probably needs the sword to still fight, but Jack's fine with two shields. He will figure so, it out. <laughs> there's actually a whole
1: cut. There's actually a whole cut sequence from this episode that was going to be a flashback to Jack training with the ancient Greeks uh, during oh. his time, and to have him reveal to these modern day Spartans to say that hey, I. I know your your style. Like I trained with all of your stuff, and then being like super impressed by it. Mm. Uh, but they they cut a lot of that. They apparently had it. I think that's smart. That's not long. that's not needed. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah no, definitely They, they knew, not knew it was. Yeah, they knew it wasn't necessary. Um, but
0: it's so it's so tight to have Jack just like fighting with two shields and uh and yeah, like you said, when the king throws the katana straight through the guy's the the bad evil robot's head. It like explodes and Jack realizes what's gonna happen and he dives in front of the king as it explodes and he's got his two shields in front of him and there's this big blue flash. Shit's dope, man. It's so cool.
1: It's cool. And then the ending from there kind of takes another left turn. And yeah, this one felt a little unearned
2: and kind of unjust maybe not unearned, unjustified. It's Jack kind of wanders off into the sunset for no reason without so much as a go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah. They think he he died, and somehow he sort of he takes that as his cue to like peace out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he was injured and just got separated from the king or what. Or they right, just kind of shown. Right. You know, but but we see Jack sort of disappear in the explosion and then um, the time passes and we see the king, our Leonidas, has become an old, old man. Mm-hmm. And his son, who was introduced earlier, is now kind of coming in to take over for him, but he's dying in bed. This old king, and they have like the beat up old shield that Jack had. And he he explains that like
0: his shield was all that was left. This stranger who became a brother, aided us in our time of need and made a difference. His sacrifice and that of the others defeated our enemy saved our lands, and ensured our freedom. They will be honored and remembered forever, the 300
1: plus one. But I believe the one survived, a warrior that great,
0: could not be stopped so easily. And then the last shot of the, of the episode is, is Jack's shadow standing in the smoke back after the explosion. It's like, right, I guess right. I guess that's cool visually, but it's not. It doesn't really hold up when you think about how that
2: well, panned out you, in you real life. You wonder if you wonder if maybe they've they sort of tweaked the uh, you know because again when I talk about how hard they're flexing on on the um, on the framing that you wonder if maybe they just changed made, they made the ending a little more Emmy friendly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh Sure. sure. I mean, maybe that
1: was the the kind of framing that worked. That was the only thing that wasn't just like a a hearty handshake. And then he leaves. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of it's an interesting ending. And it's it's one that the show doesn't always do. And so I was I was inspired by that. But But, you know, uh, it doesn't.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting question, though. Like, if they're optimizing it for the Emmy nominating, you know, people who are going to watch this stuff, those people aren't going to watch more than this one episode. They need it to stand alone. Right. Like, they uh-huh. needed to have a, they needed to have an ending that sort of has, like, an interesting ooh, oomph to it, even if it doesn't make much sense when you watch the yeah, show. Yeah, it
2: doesn't return the show to status quo. They don't really do a Star Trek ending and, re, you mm-hmm. know, kind of put the do- stack the dominoes all back up.
1: Uh-huh. Right. right. And, and so does the Jump Good. Same with the Jump Good episode, too, in a way. Yeah, it's that's where true. Some of these stronger episodes are less, you know, have less consideration for the canon. <laughs> Think <laughs> of the canon. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, and so. Uh, so what, what? something else they talked about with this episode was um, how this was kind of when they realized the show they wanted to make, was in this season and this episode was a real turning point in creating their own art style. Because they were talking about Hanna-Barbera, where they were coming from, was, was really coming from Hanna-Barbera style to now actually in this episode realizing that they have another style, their own Samurai Jack style.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see because we're doing one more week of this and I'm excited to see what uh, what sort of nuggets you're going to chuck us from season three and four. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Yeah, I hope they're good. It's it gets harder from here to pick these sort of emblematic resounding episodes. It it might just be something. I don't know. You know, it's 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 a little harder from here. I think the overall quality gets better. I don't know if there are as many peaks.
0: Sure, I get that. mm
1: -hmm. But but it sort of hits a sort of plateau in quality from here. I would yeah. say. Well now, so it might just be another another notch along the plateau.
0: So I don't know. Maybe maybe Rory. I don't know. You're 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 a you're a well read boy. I don't know if you've uh, if you've read the book uh, Invisible Cities by Italo Calvino or if you've heard of it.
2: Uh yeah, I have not read it.
0: Yeah, yes. I I guess uh, it's. It's sort of like if I was if I was to sort of try and try and quantify my main like it's not even really a complaint it's just sort of like the show I almost wish this show could be where it's like it's a it's a it's a collection of stories of like Marco Polo relating his travels to Kublai Khan and every chapter is a new city he says he's visited and they're all fake and they're all like wildly kind of bizarre and metaphorical and he gets into mm-hmm. weird details wondrous about them and, and
1: impossible
0: and, yes these wondrous and impossible cities and they're all they all sort of like. I don't know they have like a weird concept, like a you know like a city where everyone sort of knows how they're going to die, or like a city where you know it's like like a bizarre concept, and he sort of goes into it for a minute and it's like a few pages long chapter, and then we go on to the next city and in a way, I kind of wish that the wandering samurai could have a bit more of this like wondrous discovery of how a new place functions as opposed to just like wandering into a crisis,
2: yeah, but you can't quite do both mm-hmm. because. Uh, an event is what allows the characters to have a place in the story where this protagonist doesn't solve everything. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not in sort of, they're not in status quo. They're in media res. Yeah. Um. And so you need that. It can't, it can't be Gulliver's travels because Gulliver's travels is about Gulliver. If, yeah. <laughs> if the point is going to be, let's, you know, let's, let's actually kind of see what this space is like with Jack in it and not this is the Jack show where
1: Jack does everything all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: isn't and Gulliver the guy who would believe anything you tell him?
0: Yeah, that's Gulliver. <laughs> You're so gullible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, uh, we're still inside Austin. That hasn't finished. We didn't find a way out. We didn't. You to deal know with how the we get mess. out.
2: You know how we get out. I know
0: how and we get out, but I haven't
1: moving.
2: done.
0: I it's haven't moving. done. I haven't done the thing that I wanted to come in here to do. Uh, I finally made it down to Austin's little pinky toe. And now I'm going to tickle him. I'm going to tickle him from the inside.
1: I'm going to tickle his little pinky toe from
0: the inside. And he won't ever be able to stop it because it's on the inside. Oh,
1: no. Stop. You're going to make me shit.
0: (laughs) This is the main thing I wanted. Now I can sort of go out happy uh, with the sort of chilly river that's about to be ridden by our little boat.
1: (laughs) Oh, I shit my pants. I shit my pants and chair and house. (laughs) <laughs> I shit my
0: house
1: <laughs> oh no
0: anyway uh this is this's been a fun week i'm glad uh you know i didn't i obviously i never watched very much samurai jack i watched it when i was a kid but i'm glad that uh in week 2 it has really sort of solidified a place in my in my heart zone um mm,
1: good good you know i recognize yeah.
0: the reason we needed to watch those first 3 episodes but like it is it's so much better in these two
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's stepped up a lot. Yeah. This is this is a good zone. And I'm I'm kind of I don't know. I've been hesitant to watch the the final season that they made recently just because. Right. I don't know. I don't know how they how they end it. I don't know if it's going to be satisfying just because Mm -hmm. Samurai Jack is also kind of a, a story of hit and miss and even episodes that are commendable in one way are also kind of snoozers sometimes. <laughs> like, there's a really interesting episode that I don't think I had us watch for in season three or four, where it's mm-hmm. like, it's Jack versus the ninja, and Jack is like dressed all in white, and the ninja's all in black. Oh, and yeah, plays I've, seen that, color, I've seen that fight. And yeah. It, yeah, it does this sort of really incredible kind of color stuff back and forth. But honestly, I, c- I can't remember. I feel like it's not even actually that, <laughs> like gripping of an episode it's just like does a really cool visual thing you know and it's totally cool uh i respect it for that um there's a lot to enjoy but it it also at times just doesn't know what else to do for its it's runtime
0: it's an interesting question i think for a show that explicitly wants to run for a while but that has a very central and presumably easily answered question of like i need to get home Right. Yeah. And like, if you're going to just have the whole show be him trying and failing to get home, A, yeah, you have to find a way to make all of that interesting along the way and not just like feel like a whole, like you're giving everybody blue balls the whole time. But like, B, does a show like that actually need an end? Like, is it okay if we never get him home if the point is these side adventures? Like, I remember when I was a kid, I was watching a show that at some point we should watch for the podcast. Uh, It's an old Hanna-Barbera show called Pirates of Dark Water. And I watched it when I was in elementary school, and I was, like, so on board. And they're, like, there's these 13 treasures that they need to find on this alien planet. Otherwise, the planet's going to get consumed by dark water and these, like, evil pirates and shit. And they canceled the show, and they'd found only, like, eight or nine of the 13 treasures. (laughs) And I remember when I found out that the show was dead and canceled, I was, like, destroyed. It's like, no. Are you kidding me? They never get? But, like, that sets up a specific promise of we're going to collect the 13 treasures. This is more nebulous. And I don't know if you need it or not.
1: Getting home is a binary. A lot of shows that have a good solid myth arc or balance of like Monster of the Week and myth arc episodes have a a progress. You know, it's like, oh yeah, well we got, or or talismans or, you know, Mm -hmm. or, you know, you can can get progress. You can find out what happened to your father, right? Or you can find out, you know, you can get these sort of steps along the way. Uh, But for Samurai Jack, it's literally just, Get home, yeah, and and so you can't you can't dole out things. No, he got a little <laughs> bit home. No, but
2: not all the way home. Well, that they could have work. done that though. You know, he could be going through these like progressive time jumps.
1: Sure. That's true. Sure, because it's true. not like canon actually is important. You know, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, if he gets back to you know twenty twenty fifty or something, and then he you know gets to <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. It's a. Uh, I I would I would be interested to watch all of Samurai Jack and then check out season five uh, just because it's I guess it's kind of in fashion now to try and like give an ending to an old cartoon like we've done or like make more of a cartoon we haven't gone back to. I mean, we talked about Clone High coming back. Hey, Arnold got its movie. Rocco and Invader Zim got new specials. Like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting in this context of like, are these necessary? Are they worth it? Did Samurai Jack season five completely miss the point? I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see it. I in, don't know. In a, in a
1: yeah, same. And also they showed it on Adult Swim so he can actually cut people in half. It and is that sucked.
0: Does that make it better? Does right? that make or, it better? Or, or does that suck?
1: Uh, you know, something I realized that was part of the repetitive feeling of this show is that they use the same two metal sword cut sound effects for every action sequence. <laughs> and... Maybe if they switch that up, maybe if they get more than two sword cuts, will the well, action yeah. feel better. Well,
2: yeah, and it's it's one of those awkward things at the show because the fights are frequent and they are artistic, but they're not fight scenes, you know? it's This is not Jackie Chan. This is not a Kung right. Fu movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's more of a John Wick of just, like, God, God mode. Yeah. Uh, the God mode vibe of, like, cut, cut, do good stuff.
0: Well, I even noticed during this during the fight with Leonidas. Well, we're calling him Leonidas at the end uh, against the big robot. That it was like inconsistent what sound effects they were using. Like one time, the sword against the robot leg was a sound effect, and then they'd use the same sound effect when the shield hit the robot leg, and then they'd swap them in the next cut. It's like Mm -hmm, I don't know how much attention I don't know how much attention was actually being paid to that, which is too bad. Yeah, that's a huge part of enjoyment of a fight scene.
1: Yeah, it really does make a difference. But you know what else makes a difference? Uh, finally pooping out you guys from my body. <laughs> stopping you from tickling on my insides.
2: Oh well, no, I Austin could. was a dog this whole time and he's eating us back up. <laughs> <laughs> Here,
1: Here no, we I go, will not go let again. To, oh, I won't <laughs> let you break the cannon that way. I'm not a dog. I'm a boy, I'm a good boy. I'm a good boy and we'll see you next Tuesday.